You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. The fastest two-year-old of his crop, not this time. Giants Causeway's most brilliant two-year-old ever and a half-brother to Liam's map, sire of two grade one winners in his first crop. TDN said, too talented a horse with too good a pedigree to pass up. The time is now. Don't let this moment pass you by. Not this time, a tailor-made stallion. Not this time, full of run in the Iroquois. Look for his first two-year-olds this year. Hey, everyone. I've never started a show like that, but we're trying something new today. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Horse Ownership Experience. I'm Billy Koch. I'm the founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Alongside of me, as always, is the great and talented Michelle Yu. Michelle, welcome to the show. I have no idea what day it is. We are still in the middle of a pandemic. What is this? <laughs> it's Friday, uh, June 26th. It's opening day of Los Alamitos Daytime Meet. Okay, well, congratulations to Los Al. I'm not happy with Los Al. I'll oh, be really? Honest with you. Yeah, because everybody has been making efforts to get owners in, um, even to watch horses in the morning, and I, I feel like Los Al made no effort. Okay. I, I really do. I mean, I spoke uh, several times to the powers that be over there, and I, I you just talked like to I, Kathy. Or you I talked to, to Kathy. Uh-huh. I talked to um, who else did I talk? I didn't talk to Doc. I did talk to Kathy, and I talked to um, what's his name? The main man know. over there. Yes, you do. Known him for a thousand years. Okay, it doesn't matter. The point is, they didn't do anything to help owners. We can't go. We can't go in the mornings. We can't go in the afternoons. And hopefully, that's all going to change at Del Mar. Right, Michelle? Uh, I mean, sure. (laughs) (laughs) What I've heard, listen, for all the people who want to know if the owners are going to be allowed at Del Mar and are they going to be allowed to bring guests, here's the situation. It fluctuates on a daily basis. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. Right now, if you'd asked me, a week ago, I'd have been very nervous. If you had asked me two days ago, I would have said owners are going to be allowed with no guests. And if you asked me today, I have no idea. So yeah. prepare for everything. Um, the pandemic, the coronavirus is, you know, it's taking off again, Michelle. I don't, I, I'm trying not to Duh. watch the news. Um, I can't, yeah, it's shocking with uh, all the uh, protests and rioters that the coronavirus is, and the people who have been fairly irresponsible and, Anyway. Well, I was down in Del Mar yesterday, the okay. day before yesterday. Um, we went to go like set up our barn and everything. And on track, everybody had on a mask um, that was there, which there were very few of us, but you know, we were wearing masks. But I stopped to go grab us something to eat because we were there for like 12 hours. And like in the line to get our pickup, it's like they have all these spaces. And so like I stood on my space and then like people would walk like right by me, like in front of me, instead of just like going around the spaces that were laid out, like all but touch me. And like, they were not wearing masks. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. Well, everybody's different. We've said that we're not a political show. We're going to talk about your politics. You got on Michael Vick this morning on Twitter. Technically I got on field gate. Okay. At the Michelle, you at BKLRF on Twitter. Um, Michelle, but Michael, Michael Vick, he made a mistake. And he paid for his mistake. That doesn't make him a horrible I don't think person. That killing dogs like is a mistake, right? It's a mistake if you like accidentally electrocute your dog because you dropped your hair dryer in the bath when you were bathing him. It wasn't his dog, first of all. And listen, dogs, I am 40, I am a dog lover as much as you are. Uh, the guy was the guy, and everything that they did. Uh, but there's there's all kinds of uh, if you read into it. Um, 
I think he served his time. I think he knows the error of his ways. And I think, at, you know, we, we're all about forgiveness, right? Or no? Mm. No. Mm, I just don't, I don't think that he you should. Gone, you should have gone John Wick on him. I don't know what that means, but I don't think he should be allowed to own dogs ever again. I and Well, I'm sure were, he doesn't have were, dogs. Well, no, that's what they were saying to me. Guess what? He owns dogs, so you're stupid. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, what did we talk about when people come at you on Twitter? They actually, so they all they all had like over 500 followers, right. believe it or not. I don't so I was like, it. oh, they must be regular people. I don't we, listen, we got a great show. Know. Let's Enough the of the politics were, uh, talk. hung, drowned, electrocuted, and slammed and shot. So Do you think people I don't think he's a good person. listen to this show to hear us talk? about dogs and hear babies in the background uh at least maybe for babies yeah i don't know what is i thought he was sleeping he was sleeping and then the the skype rang like 10 times (laughs) technical difficulties all right um michelle we have a great show maggie moss is going to join us she won the grade one over the weekend uh i think it's the woody stevens with no parole tom amos uh an incredible display of speed uh, good it was for Maggie. Really, it was a really, really good race, right? Really like... good race. Really good race. And Spencer really thought it was a good race. And Maggie's going to join us. She's also uh, pledged to talk about uh, Delmar. And Maggie is not. Uh, she has a soapbox like mine. So yes, it's, she it's does. Very large, and it's, she stands very tall. So I'm going to let her just vent, and we're going to talk about this when she joins the show shortly. But Michelle, we had an incredible weekend of racing. There oh my was gosh, where some, do we start? Well, let's start with the, the classic. It was the Belmont Stakes. The Belmont Stakes run at a mile and an eighth for the first time in who knows. As the first leg of the Triple Crown. As the first leg of the Triple Crown. Kind of a strange, it had a strange feeling to it, didn't it? It just had a, like, okay, you'll, this will sound terrible. It's it kind gonna... of like a, lat, a lack of excitement. Well, I think it had to do with, A, there was no fans. B, there was no Triple Crown on the line. C, it was Yeah, but there's no not... Triple Crown on the line in the Derby. Right, but, yeah, but it's still the Derby. And the Derby carries a lot of weight. And when you're talking about the Belmont, you're talking about the, 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 the show of stamina, like who can get the mile and a half, the grueling distance, and it's their third race in five weeks, and it's right. tradition, and we had none of that. So you stripped it of everything that the Belmont is about, and yeah, it was like, eh. And plus, you had a heavy favorite in Tis the Law, who completely dominated. I don't think there was one step of the race that I thought he was going to lose. Uh, right. Great ride by Manny Franco. Congratulations to Sacatoga Stable. Jack Knowlton, who was on our show. Uh, another good karma moment for the horse ownership experience. If you guys don't get it, you got to come on the show if you want to big, win big races. Period. Yes, you do. I mean, you really do. I feel terrible. I was rooting for Solivalante and uh, came up a little empty for Andy. But um, congratulations. Pneumatic uh, ran fourth, though. That's another yes. horse ownership experience. Yes. Uh, and tie you know, in right you know there. what's nice, Michelle? The stuff I liked reading the most af- in the afterglow was all the Barkley tag stuff. Here's one, yeah. of, the, here's one of the, like the good guys. You know, here's one of the guys you, you're not going to re- put him in the same sentence as the Jason uh, Services and the Jorge Navarros of the world. And here's just a guy who, for as many years as I've been alive, has put his head down, done his work. And every once in a while, he comes up with a big horse. So congratulations right. to Barkley Tag and his whole staff. Obviously, Sacatoga Stable with a chance at the Triple Crown now. Um, and they, I have heard that Tisla is going to the Travers. Is that what well, you when he, when Jack was on our show, remember that yes. was what he said. He like those are his dream races uh, as New York people are the Belmont and the Travers. So who's going to beat this one, horse, Michelle? 
Right now, I don't know. Right. I mean, I mean, we lost. We lost Charlatan. We've lost it all. Uh, none of the horses that he AP? ran against. Who's that? Honor AP. Honor AP. Good challenge. Maybe maybe that's Cezanne. If he, uh, you know, by the time oh, the I was very run. impressed with him. Yeah, I know you weren't, but I'm just saying. I'm just, listen. I'm just throwing out names. You don't have to shoot okay. everything down and be so. Well, if people aggressive. are going to say Doctor Post can improve, then he has no chance. The horse that ran second. Yeah. I think Tizla is pretty awesome, um, and and it was a, a, a great race. But you know what? I didn't even think his performance was the best on the card. No, I agree. Was not. I mean, hello, Gamine. Whoa. Gamine looked really great. Um, she winning the Acorn was it? Great yes, Acorn? by eight was it eighteen? I think it was eighteen eight, and a half I think lengths. It was eighteen and a half lengths. Michael Lund Patterson for and Bob Baffert uh, combined with this filly. I believe she was a one point eight million dollar purchase. As a two-year-old, Michelle, does that sound right? Yep. Usually I have so much research for the show. I just, and, it's uh, all in my head. I like what uh, Michael Lynn Peterson said, like, oh, well, I didn't want to spend that much on her. I just, I told Bob afterwards, we're just going to have to, like, eat takeout or eat, like, ramen noodles for a while to afford her. Well, I think she's paying off in spades. And uh, <laughs> that was a, just a devastating, it's funny, Michelle, I was with uh, Jimmy Barnes this morning at Santa Anita and I you know wished him congratulations I said that was uh he's he and he says to me uh you know she got the stakes record I said I know he's like she was only like uh, uh, less than a second off the track record. yeah I said well if the jockey would have moved, moved she probably yeah. would have <laughs> broken the record but he I just mean, was, she was a statue loping when she crossed yeah was wire. it Mike Smith was it I believe Mike it was Smike Smith no was it I think it was let me see okay you look I'll look you look uh, Johnny V. Johnny oh, I'm v. sorry. I, was, Johnny I, thought, v. I thought Mike Smith was at home. I, was right. say, I didn't think he went, but Johnny V. And and I, I mentioned Manny Franco on Tis the Law. Uh, a, a lot of you listening might not know who Manny Franco is, but he is really a budding superstar in New York. He dominates when all the big guys go away. He dominates, and he's starting to dominate when the big guys are there. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, good for him. And he's a nice kid. He's really smart, and he rides hard, and he really tries. And that's what, as owners, we talk about owners all the time. You know, there are times, Michelle, when we're choosing an owner, uh, excuse me, a rider, and I, I, sometimes I choose the guy who may not be as talented, but I know I'm going to get the effort. And right. I think it's really important. And if you read Twitter, uh, you'll see so many people complaining about these rides and these jockeys. Um, I, I, they Sometimes, yes, they're, they're, they make bonehead mistakes, but you, all you need is a guy to try. If the guy's trying, they're going to make mistakes just like everybody else. Uh, but if he's right. trying, there's something that you can build on. So that's my mm. mini soapbox for the day. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I thought the Penine Ridge was very impressive, too. Decorated Invader has just been a star. I'm a big fan of his. He's a very good horse. West Point, West Point Thoroughbreds. West Point Thoroughbreds. Um, uh, you know, Terry Finley, who has been on the show, uh, was a really nice two-year-old last year. I believe he finished second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. And now he is definitely one of the top uh, three-year-old uh, turfers in the country. And uh, congratulations um, to them. Also, the grade one Jiper on the undercard went to Alexandra. But Kantaka put in an amazing effort. First time for Grand Motion off of the layoff and almost won that race. Yeah, you know. and but don't, That was a great Don't race. not give credit to Alexandra because she, no, ran, she, she ran, ran the last quarter in like, Five seconds. Like She's it was unbelievable. It was, Five point four seconds. She, I think, uh, right? Wasn't it? <laughs> I said the last quarter. I was joking. Oh um, no, no! She did her last. Uh, 
Hi, someone, Spencer. Someone timed like their final, you know, whatever yards it is. It was and it was really like 5.2 or 5.4 seconds. Congratulations yeah. to Team Valor and Neil Drysdale and Sean Duggan. Did you see Sean Duggan's post on Instagram of her watching the race? No. It was really cool. I don't, I don't think I follow her, but that was exciting for Alexandra. It was a great uh, couple hours for Sir Neil Drysdale, too. He won like a maiden 20, and then he won uh, the stake with Twinette at California and the Jiper with Alexandra. Is he, is he actually Sir? Did he get knighted? Uh, we always call him Sir Neil. You no, do? I, don't, I do not believe in actuality. That's funny because you knighted. know what I call him? What? Surreal Neil. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. Is Spencer enjoying uh, the show, by the way? He is. He's okay, having good. a good time. He's not screaming, so that's no, good. No, no. Um, speaking of turf stakes at home, Red King won the San Juan Capistrano. Uh, Michelle, you know that we love the San Juan. You, did you know that the San Juan has been run every year since Santa Anita opened in the in the mid-30s? That's crazy. Mile and three quarters on the grass. And, you know, it, as I posted on, uh, I think it was on Facebook when I posted the replay, it was one of Mike Mitchell's favorite races. And if you don't mm-hmm. know Mike Mitchell, um, he he loved and he loved claiming horses specifically with this race in mind. And he's obviously passed on a lot of that information to Philip D'Amato, who uh, won his second straight uh, um, San Juan. And Red King has been knocking on the door for about a year since we claimed him he won his first race off the claim and he hadn't won since until his last start before the san juan where he had that crazy come from behind victory mm-hmm. and uh umberto rispoli with a perfect ride congratulations was that, his, that was his first graded stake in it the was u.s his right first graded stake in the u.s okay. red king's first graded stake win but here's the here's the kicker michelle he got a perfect trip he got a perfect trip, and 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 that's what happens when horses get the right trip. If you have all a lot of these horses in these races, whether a horse is six to five to to ten to one, they all kind of have the same, you know, pretty much the same chances. Obviously, the six to five shot looks better on form or can run faster, but they all it comes down to the trip. And right. Red King got an absolutely perfect, perfect trip, and he took clean advantage of it, and he won easily. And yeah. uh, yeah, it was really, really fun to win that race. It's a special race, and congratulations once again to uh, all the LRF partners. $35,000 claim last spring, Michelle, and now a graded Woo! safe one. That's pretty good. That's awesome. I don't like to good pat job. us on the back, but that was a good one. Uh, so that was a very exciting race to watch, too. I mentioned uh, Neil Drydsdale had also won the other turf stake here, the Wilshire with Twinette. You know, Twinette looks great in there. She's an interesting horse because she she kind of she she's been she always beats up on like the grade threes, and then when she steps into grade two and grade one company, she's kind of a cut below. But maybe right. this is the year uh, with one year one more year under her belt. Usually, that four year old year is the best year. I think she's five now. She may even be six. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, she's five. She's five. So hopefully, uh, Neil Drysdale or Sir Neil as Michelle likes to call him, <laughs> uh, will point Toinette in the right direction. There are some big uh, Philly and Mare stakes down in Del Mar this summer. It starts with the uh, Osanitas on the 12th, I think, on the first Sunday. Then they have the Yellow Ribbon and the John C. Maybe. Why do I know this, Michelle? Because you have a horse pointed for those. Yes. <laughs> it's called doing your homework. I feel so prepared today. I don't have one note in front of me. Not um, one. What about well, – I was a little disappointed with Keeper of the Stars – coming back off her grade one win 
But again, if you look, okay, Keeper of the Stars, and if you look at the numbers, um, she has been the beneficiary of, of tremendous trips. She's obviously right. improved greatly, but she didn't get that great trip this last time, right? Right, um, right. And it just, and, and plus, could there have been a bounce? You know, I don't. Oh, totally. Could have been a bounce. There's that theory that a lot of us use, especially when you're looking at sheets. And and she ran a pretty big number the time before. Mm -hmm. I believe it was a four. Could have been a three and a half. I don't off the top of my head. Uh, uh, But, you know, that was only three or four weeks ago. And she comes right back and tries to do it again. And she can't. If you're handicapping out there, you know, a lot of times once horses get to that top, and especially when they make their new top, um, it's tough to go through it sometimes. And they will take a step backwards. So. Um, maybe she comes back at uh, Del Mar, which I, I know she likes it down there, too. So we'll see. Well, I just uh, from a pace standpoint, I kind of wanted to see her back towards the front. And they're committed, it seems, to to the relaxed effort now. But yeah. whatever. Whatever. Uh, collusion whatever. Illusion was awesome. <laughs> I love Collusion, collusion Illusion. I'm a huge Collusion Illusion fan. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I'm going to tell you okay. something about him. OK, he uh, he looked beat at the quarter pole. And I talked to Mark Latt and he said, uh, he said he was really nervous and he talked to Pratt afterwards and he said he did not like being down there. He did not like being down on the inside of horses. He was, uh, I don't want to put quotes around this, but freaking out a little bit. Um, Uh and, and he said, but once Pratt got him in the clear, when they straightened out for home, I mean, this horse has gears upon gears upon gears. And he's he's tiny. He's not like very big. Correct. He's, and he's, that's what you saw from his allowance when his last start before the stake, um, he kept charging down the outside and was just like gobbling up ground. When he levels out, he really levels out. He's a mm-hmm. really nice horse. And I don't, I mean, they have to try to stretch him out now, right, Michelle? I mean, the, with the, I mean, he's the type of horse that could run in the Derby. Right. If, maybe. I, I mean, mean give him a chance. He's only he just he's only three. Yeah, the oh, only Spencer. only drawback, right, is the his worst race was the one they tried to stretch him out before. So we'll see. Maybe right, like try that, to let's start with a mile. Like maybe that, yeah, how maybe long maybe is the a shared belief, belief a mile? Maybe yeah. the shared belief down at Delmar. I think that's a good, good uh, why spot don't you for ask him. Spencer what he what do you think? Spencer, where do you think he should run? <laughs> he doesn't know. No, he doesn't know. He's quiet. He's gonna right, go get shared, his Collusion Illusion, awesome. Gamin, awesome. Tisla, awesome. Toinette, Red King. What a good weekend for horse racing. It was. It was a very fun, out and exciting I, weekend. I just miss the fans. I you know what? I will there. say this. Like, being on track, obviously, um, is great. And I'm, I'm fortunate where many people can't be. But it is very surreal to race without fans, especially on big days. I can only imagine what Belmont Day was like because you're used to, like, just – people milling around and stopping by and saying hi and like hearing the, the, the murmur of crowds and like, you know, in between our segments, when there's another race going on, you'll hear all the people screaming and it's just nothing. So it, it makes the day feel very, very weird. Yeah. And I hope I just, I, I, I'm begging for the return to normalcy, but unfortunately I'm not sure it's going to happen and neither does Spencer. Um, all right, Michelle, you know what we'll do? Let's take a break. And then when we come back, we will bring on the great Maggie Moss. Thank you, Spencer. And Spencer. Is Spencer going to be on with us for the rest of the show? I'm going to go see if he wants to watch TV with his sister. Okay, go do that, and we'll be right back. Okay. Midnight Storm. Striking Sire Line. Grade 1 winner by Pioneer of the Nile. Just like champion freshman sire American Pharaoh. Striking Speed. 110 Bible. 133 and 1. Seven time graded stakes winner on dirt and turf. 
defeated 10 Grade 1 winners, including champion Accelerate. Midnight Storm, a tailor-made stallion. Look for his first yearlings this year. And we're back here in the Horse Ownership Experience with a very special guest. Uh, I'm just going to say Grade 1 winner, Maggie Moss, has joined us. I'm... I know, listen, you've been on the show before, you've won a ton of races, no parole goes out, blows the doors off the Woody Stevens, you win a grade one. What What? what are you thinking? What, what were you thinking during the race? Well, first of all, thank you for calling. Oh, and come on. secondly, um, I'll be honest with you, uh, the one thing you never want to do when you have a horse in a grade one is look at Twitter. You don't want to ever pull up Twitter anytime <laughs> you have a horse. No, wait. Why is that? Why is like that? that? I feel like that's almost any time, though. Oh, my gosh. Why is that? Because um, I'm making a pretty big step here. I'm going from an A other than with a Louisiana bread that cost far less than the other horses in the race. And you wake up and you pull up Twitter and you start reading the handicapper's opinion of the race and the things they're saying, and you're going, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> and then you turn off Twitter, and then you are sitting in your kitchen in your bathrobe um, watching the race, feeling like you might be wanting to get physically sick. And then after, like, three jumps, Tom and I said, well, no, the result, three jumps out of the gate. And so three jumps out of the gate, um, frankly, when I watched him warm up and looked at him, I really thought he was going to win. And as the race was going on, um, I think just a culmination of so many things we're all going through, so many things that go on in our lives. The fact I'm sitting in my bathrobe in my kitchen, I just started crying. Oh, <laughs> I just that's very sweet. No, that's a it's very I mean, emotional, and and we're in a time in our lives, and we're in this crazy pandemic, and 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 all, everything that's happening in the world, and and you have something so special happen with a horse that you bought, and you said uh, for a modest fee, go on and win a Grade One. You should cry. What's wrong well, with that? Well, I have to tell, I have to tell you guys, we all, all of us, you, Billy, all of us are going through, obviously in so many ways, things we've never gone through. But I had like the biggest fan of my life, my best friend, the person that would take her iPad to play bridge to watch my horses, that would go to the Palm Beach Kennel Club and say, I am Maggie Moss. <laughs> my mother was my biggest fan. And she just pushed and was so supportive. And, you know, she just passed away. And I thought, oh, my God, she didn't get to see the biggest win of my life, mm. one of the biggest wins. And so it was good emotion, sad emotion, lots of emotion. And isn't that horse racing? Isn't that what we all do? The, yes. I mean, the, yes. Ups, the ups and downs of this game, as we've all, you guys, me, sat through three months of bills and no horses running and can't go see your horse at the barn. I mean, think about the life we're living and then to have that happen. So I just kind of sailed on that, 
you know, on a non-realistic uh, cloud for about three days. I think it is. I think it's actually a realistic cloud, Maggie. And, and, and as you've said, I mean, I think you put it perfectly and I think it's been frustrating. How frustrating has it been for you um, not being able to go out there? Because you're, you're close to your horses. You're close to your trainers. It's one of the things I talk to Michelle about all the time when we're doing the show is I, I miss the guys and the gals and the exercise riders and the grooms. I, these people are my life. Uh. Yeah, I would say the thing I've loved since I was nine years old was putting my arm around a horse's neck, you know, feeding peppermints. I mean, I just really love all horses, but my horses, and I can't. Billy, I think it was last summer, last July. I've lost track of time. I never know what day it is. I never know what month it is. But last July is about when my mom started getting sick. So I've not been to a racetrack since last July. Wow. Um, oh my and goodness. so, you know, yeah. I mean, so that happened. And then I bolted, you know, just from grief and ended up in Del Mar. And then I came home and then the, um, you know, the virus hit. So I haven't seen a horse in over a year and a half. So that's Think wild. About that. How much time are you yeah. spending, Maggie? On uh, you do you do claiming? Obviously, you put your position, your your horses in the right spots. Always, that's kind of your forte. Are you spending a lot of time at the, with the form, with the sheets? Are you still doing all your homework? You're just doing a you know with your bathrobe on. I honestly, I I am still twenty four seven, seven yeah. days a week. I it's it's harder. It's all harder now because I'm looking at the sales. So I'm doing the sales. I'm doing, you know, the forms. I'm doing, uh, it was kind of nice when there were no tracks running, by the way. <laughs> it's like a nice break. <laughs> She's like, I don't have to look like, at anything oh to play God. right now. I can watch Netflix. Oh, my. So that was nice. But now that we're up, it's, you know, it's as you all know, it's gotten much harder. Sure. You know, this game has gotten hard, hard, hard. Um, Tom and I talk about it a lot, how much things have changed um, from the times that we could, you know, claim a horse that was a stakes winner. Um, things have changed. Uh, I saw them coming. They changed a little quicker. But you still, the work product, particularly now looking at the sales, um, so it's 24-7. I am very happy to announce I still have no life. Either. No life. <laughs> Just the horses. Maggie Moss joining us here on the Horse Ownership Experience. Go in a little bit more depth of the changes because I think that's interesting how the game has changed. Um, you know, Obviously, there are some good things, but there are some negative things as well. What would you say are some of the things that you're seeing lately as far as the change from when you first started? Well, I, you know, it's, it's, I saw it coming, didn't want it to come. So here's what's changed. There was a day back, maybe going as far back as uh, five or six years ago, where maybe I had four trainers, maybe I was claiming at five tracks, and you could do the work and you could claim some real useful horses, maybe claim four or five horses a month, maybe more. And you could, you know, do some good there. And it was an instant return. And then all of a sudden, uh, lots and lots more people got in climbing game. I mean, it really kind of exploded about two years ago. And then at the same time, and the product you're trying to claim, 
which used to be, I think, different now than it was before, is either inflated, maybe has soundness problems. You know, I've always thought we're breeding a lot more frail product. I think we're overusing our horses, overrunning our horses, doing too much, um, obviously, you know, drugs, injecting, who's cheating, who's not cheating. And so there's a whole new dynamic of just trying to find a sound horse that hasn't been through the ringer, you know, that's not inflated because everyone's protecting him. And then when you do find that horse where it used to be, okay, I got the horse, you know, now Maggie, it's a 10 weight shake. It's sure. a 14 weight shake. Sure. It's a 15 weight shake. That's what's changed. And I saw coming, you know, just like in our country, the, the, the absence of the middle class, it went away. It just disappeared. And the edges of racing became the highest of highs and some of the low of lows, meaning as far as value. Then came partnerships and then came the type of monies people were spending, you know, for yearlings and two-year-olds that were, you know, through the roof. So all of that happened at once. So um, it takes, you know, we're, we're no different than our horses. We don't like change. Okay? <laughs> we like routine. And we all like routine. So it was a kind of a hard pill to swallow and took a while to get accustomed to, but I, you know, had a switch to buying young horses, claim very few horses. And I also um, grew very, very disillusioned, you know, with not only abuse of horses, but, you know, if I own a horse, where's it's going to end up? Sure. And trying to keep track of the horses. So the welfare thing kicks in and screaming, and screaming and, you know, kicking my feet, I finally had to, um, you know, I now have 10 two-year-olds. Well, sure. you know. so your, so your, your adoption has just been to, to change your approach. But I have one question on the claiming because we do claiming. Um, and, and how do you feel about the, the rule of the, the turn back after where uh, the vet inspects it and they can nullify a claim. Maggie, I'm, I'm actually curious about that because that's been kind of controversial. It, it's in place at Churchill. It's in place in Southern California. I don't think it is in New York, um, but maybe you'll correct me. I think it is. It might be in New I York. I think it is. Okay. How do you, uh, it, how do, is, that, it. is that a good rule, good, bad rule? I, for one, am for the rule. I'm very much for the rule. Now, I wouldn't have been for the rule five years ago. Billy, yeah. I, I wouldn't have been for that rule five years ago. I wouldn't even have thought of that rule five years ago. But I will tell you, I wrongfully or rightfully have an ear of the veterinarians, the regulators, the labs. I hear more than I want to hear. I don't ask to hear it, but I end up hearing it. I keep my ear pretty firm to lab directors. I keep my ear real firm to vets calling me. I mean, I can give you an example, and you know I would never name names. Sure, no, but this is <laughs> but this is good I, for the show that people listening to this, they understand kind of what's going on. It's almost inside baseball, and I think you should be, uh, be outspoken about this. Well, and, and I will tell you that actually um, receiving a call from a friend that's a vet and a good vet and a trusted vet, and him telling me 
about an individual coming to Kentucky from California and him telling me, and it was, you know, as long as I, I'm a lawyer, <laughs> as long as I don't name sure. vets or people, I'm safe. And the type of things that were being ordered and the type of things that were being done to these horses. Um, and it was, um, you know, that's the type of information uh, that becomes the new world. So who is overusing clenbuterol to the point of, um, you know, abuse, actually, of horses and horses dying? Why can't they test for clenbuterol? Um, those that might be using something called Anabol, um, uh, those that might be using steroids that are untestable, those that might be using wow. blood doping, that's untestable. Why is it untestable? Then you move to the lab directors and you learn a wealth of information as to the exact molecules and dynamics. If you don't have it, you can't test for it. And, you know, it reminds me of an article I wrote. Um, oh, God, it was a guy out in California. But anyway, it talked about cheating. And, you know, I will never forget, you know, my trainer calling me and saying, you know, we don't call people cheaters, Maggie. We don't do that in this business. And then about two years later, he apologized and right. said, I'm sorry, we do call people cheaters. So you have, you know, a rampant, ununilateral abuse of cheating. So you look at the people that maybe were just indicted. You think you know who's going to be indicted next. So what does that do? to you wanting to claim horses off those people. Right. Or 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 and, even be in the business where the playing field is obviously not level and not only does it affect all of us as owners and this show is about owners, but it also affects handicappers who are becoming disillusioned. Uh it it affects the the veterinarians, it affect it affect, and most importantly as you've said it affects the horses. So Well, frankly, again, um if I say that I was prior to a week ago last Saturday right. <laughs> <laughs> before no parole run, you know, was I looking for a place to buy out West, you know, to go live my life peacefully and get away from a sport that I had become a bit disillusioned with. Um, that is because of the abuse of these horses. That is because uh, cases, um, you know, I was just talking to someone in Arkansas this morning and them you know, talking about, oh, my God, you know, I ran second or third. What about my derby points? And the, and the standard thing, not to change the subject, but I'm going to tell these folks is these cases, <laughs> these drug cases, Kentucky, uh, sure. California is much better. Arkansas, um, you got three years, folks. You got a good three years because we have all these cases out there which are potential mm -hmm. presumption of innocence drug cases. No matter what the commissioner stewards do, if they even hear them, are going to lavish in the system for three years. So mm -hmm. um, all of that combined, but back to your question, Billy, about, yes, she claims horses. But I will tell you, if you sit every day and you read the PPs or the post, uh, past performances from uh, California, New York, uh, Kentucky, uh, Arkansas when they were running, New Orleans. And you look at it, and then you take the time every night. you got to do this every night. You look up all the charts. 
and you see, you know, what, who, how. And it's very laborious, but it's well worth it because you're going to follow patterns and there's going to be people you don't want to claim off of. And it's that it's not rocket science. It's just, sure. no, yeah. you don't do it. Makes and a I'm lot sure of sense. you do that. Too. Oh, absolutely. Sure there's, you guys both we, do we, we call it the no fly zone. <laughs> 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 Michelle, I know you're texting like me, and that. I know you have a question for I Maggie. Know. I'm, I, yeah, I'm back now. My, my internet completely quit on me right now. Uh, Maggie, just how, how do we stop it, or what do we do to bring integrity back to the game? You know, Michelle, sometimes the most simple answer smacks you right in the face. You know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. And everybody, uh, you know, everybody has a solution. And I'm not saying um, I can fix it or you can fix it or we can all fix it. But the answer slaps us in the face every single day. And that is a national commissioner. That is creating a national commissioner, just like the NFL, just like the NBA, and say, folks, here's what we're going to do. But when you have 50, 60 you know, regulators and jurisdictions and, you know, interstate and all that. No one's on the same page. The most obvious answer I've always thought is, okay, jockey club. Okay, come on, let's do this. You know, somebody, um, perhaps it should be the owners. I've talked to a lot of people that think the owners should get together. And that, by the way, that's not just getting uniformity and getting rid of the cheaters that's doing something about all the money we're losing, you know, to the, uh, advanced deposit. ADWs. Sure. sure. Yeah. Well, that, I, I learned a lot a about things. ADWs, ADWs this year and all the money. I mean, I keep learning, trust me. And, you know, is there any question? I don't want to ever defer people from owning resources because there's just nothing better. But we got uh, to answer your question. I know no other answer. I do not like the federal legislation. I don't like what was in it. It has nothing to do with Lasix. But that is all of us coming together and saying, you know, we demand finally somebody take over. And if you don't, here's what we're going to do. Is it going to happen in our lifetime? Probably not, Michelle. Well, how much do but we have to I pay? You, you how much do we thing. have to pay you to do it, Maggie? i'm pretty up right now by the way but i will tell you something that helps michelle i will tell you something i think is very important we all knew come on we knew you all knew the handicappers all knew um let's just use navarro we all knew it we talked about it we all talked about it sure we didn't do anything because us as owners and trainers are scared to point the finger or accuse somebody, but we should have demanded, we should have demanded and many horses lives would have been saved. So like me just now saying, I know someone in California and I've talked to the people and the stewards in California that I know is cheated. You guys need to do something. And that is what I do. And what I mean is we all have to not be afraid to call the stewards or the regulators and tell them what we know and ask them to do something. And that's what we don't do. And that's what we need to do. And the reason we don't do that is because we don't want to be 
snitches, whistleblower. whistleblowers. Right. Right. Yeah. What about but, like a lawsuit I'm, situation though? If you call the stewards and you say like, you know, I think Billy's cheating. I mean, is there Michelle? Any why, now they're going to take it out of context and it's going to go in fake news. Why'd you have to use me? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, Michelle, but let me tell you something. I'm not sitting here tell you, telling you that. For instance, I don't sit here every day and call the stewards. <laughs> if I think somebody is truly abusing a drug and killing horses. I can call most anybody confidentially, including a regulator or a steward confidentially. There is no liability. Zero. Hmm. None. You just got to have your facts. You sure. can't sit there and watch a bunch of racing and say, I think so-and-so is cheating. You must have the information and or you must, you know, it, there is no liability there. I mean, as long as you don't do it out of spite or jealousy or lack of knowledge, or lack of facts. So did we all sit here for three years and watch certain trainers achieve unnatural results? Of course we did. Did we all talk about it? Of course we did. Did the handicappers talk about it? Absolutely. 100%. Did any of us do something? No. Nope. None of us did a thing. Right. I think it's just about action. And I think that's what she's saying. I think that's what Maggie's saying, Michelle, is just as is, is um, accountability, action, and we all have to police our own game. Uh, if we are going to be successful, if we are going to attract new fans. And this is not the Billy soapbox. That usually happens after the guest calls, Maggie. Um, but, you know, you, you inspired me right there. So, uh, But we, we, we do see your presence on Twitter, and you are not afraid of anything. Uh, you have your own virtual uh, soapbox <laughs> that you stand on constantly. I, 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 I waffle back and forth no. that, that social media is, is good or bad, and I know that's black and white. Um, how do you feel that, that horse racing Twitter has kind of changed our game? Well, I think it's, it's changed it in a lot of ways good and a lot of ways bad. Um, a lot of ways good, particularly now, um, because of the fan base and lack of people at the track. First of all, I think it's absolutely imperative, and I could be a lot better at it than I am. I'm not very good at this part, but we could sure be a lot better of showing them our horses, our love for our horses, know more about our horses, not be scared of telling about our horses. Right. You know, I think that's always a real positive thing. I've got many people that aren't in racing, but sure appreciate, you know, just the love of the horses. So I think that's a good thing. The second thing is, and again, first of all, uh, many people threatened to sue you on Twitter. I assure you. Um, I assure you. We're not going to get. You're not going to get sued. Uh, I mean, I'm in a Twitter. I'm in a Twitter through, lawsuit battle right now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, let me tell you something, and this will shock you both. It will shock you both. But when I and my partner uh, Victoria Keith went after Dina Elberano. And we went there. We weren't talking. We went there. We saw it. I spent, I still have post-traumatic stress from Southeast Louisiana. And when I went after, and we went after her knowing, knowing that that was going on to this day, I have troll accounts associated with her and other people like her that have done things to me that are unimaginable, including posting a picture of my mother's obituary with the word horror. Oh, jeez. Are you serious? 
That is so, shocking. Oh, I, my God. I'm very serious. Wow. So, yes, you can be outspoken, and you can do what you think's right, and gosh knows what we did was right. But it is the evilest of – it has become – Oh, my God. Twitter, you know, we used to be able to save so many horses. We used to be able to rescue horses. We used to be able to do so much good things. Those days are kind of over, Billy. Um, This, what I've gone through by being outspoken has been probably the most debilitating thing I've ever been through. Um, And I had to walk away for a while. And, yeah, I thought about lawyers and you know, white hat hackers and doing it. And then finally I said, nope, I'm going on with what I do, which is horse racing and welfare. And I'm going to keep talking. You guys want to come after me, come on after me. So you stand your ground, take action. Um, You know, I learned so much, uh, by the way, from being out in California this winter. And it was such an incredible experience you know, sitting down and, and having dinner with someone like Joe Harper, how do you not become invigorated? How yeah. do you not become impassioned? I mean, I met, I'm not just blowing smoke, you guys. I met some great people. Out well, there. we're we're glad. And, we, we love California. That's, this is our home. We want you back. Yeah, and you know what? I, I came very close, uh, very, very close. I loved it out there. It is just God's country, the people I met. I mean, there's, there's just no, I'm sorry. Well, they I all did. love their horses and we all, we all have, well, but, we all have a good attitude. Yeah. And, but you know, Michelle and I have a big fight every year at this time and, and she hasn't brought it up. And About, I'm a little bit surprised. I'm a Del Mar guy and she's a Saratoga girl. So you've been now, you spent time in Del Mar and it was not even the yeah. racing season. Now, do you understand yeah, how great Del Mar yeah. is? Okay, so I don't know who's on what side here, and I <laughs> don't want to offend guy. anybody. No, go ahead. But let me tell you, let me tell you something very interesting. When I went to Saratoga, and I've been to Saratoga a lot, and when I was in Saratoga, when I actually, um, I, I'm going to really abbreviate the story, but I had uh, a filly called So Many Ways, and it was a Grade One stake. And all the really important people were there, very important people. And I looked around, and they said, ma'am, you can't come in this box. You have leather pants on. (laughs) And I looked around (laughs) at at the the pearls and the gray suits and the tasseled loafers, and I broke out into a cold sweat, and I went over. <laughs> this is Saratoga. This is my experience. I yeah. went over to the a cop that was standing by the gate where they go in, you know, to the track. And the guy said, ma'am, you can't stand here. I said, God, where do I go? Yeah. And um, I actually won that race, and um, I went to the winter circle. Well, the moral of my story is I couldn't get out of there quick enough. I'm not a Saratoga girl. <laughs> there you go, oh, Michelle. I, there you I, go, I, Michelle. Another one on my side. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, I love the town. I'd go to the town all day long. I could just sit in the town. The racetrack's not my cup of tea. Now, let's fast forward to whether Del Mar had racing or not. I lived across the street from Del Mar. I walked around Del Mar. 
I went to the restaurants in Del Mar. I met the people at Del Mar, and I fell in love with the entire atmosphere, the people. That's my kind of place. Yeah. So I don't know who I offended here. You offended Michelle. You did. You did fantastically well, Maggie. Wait, you just... I am not offended because I <laughs> I do live at Del Mar all summer, but I just really love going to Saratoga. Yeah, for like a day. Well, you're not going to want to live Michelle, there, Michelle. I tell you what. What I'll do for you, Michelle. Um, <laughs> uh, come August first. Um, if you get a media pass, you can go represent me when no parole go runs over there. There you I, go. Yes! There you I go. Totally I do that. have... that's what I oh, that's amazing. I just got the chills for you, Michelle. That's like my fourth chills of the, of this I'm call. So exciting. Maggie. That's like my only chance to get to go to the spa this year. There you go. Maggie, we have taken up so much of your time. Th- we can't thank you enough. This was uh, enlightening. Uh, we appreciate it. We want you to continue to speak out, be honest. Uh, be and, and someone who is really the voice of the horses. Uh, we appreciate that. Congratulations on your grade one win, and we hope that there will be many, many more. And Michelle and Bill, uh, Billy, I thank you for allowing me to again talk, and thank you for taking the time. And I assure you, um, after hanging out with Janine and Samantha, I will see you sooner than later. Beautiful. We'll see you this summer. That's Maggie Moss. That's Thank a crew you so to much. Hang out with for sure. Oh, that's a crew, especially when Janine has a couple All drinks right. in her. Did you get her with a couple drinks oh. in her? Look, at, I, I don't. We. You don't it kiss was and the time tell. of my life. <laughs> it was the time of my life. I, I adored everyone I met out there, and those two. Um, I don't have any close girlfriends, but one thing I have now is two very close girlfriends. And I am so appreciative of that. Oh, okay. I thank- love that. That's great. So well, thank you. Thank you for thank you for the time and good luck to you guys. And please stay in touch. And I hope to see you soon. And Michelle is going to Saratoga for me. And, there you end go. Of story. End of story. Thank you. Thanks. Maggie Moss here Thanks. on the Horse Ownership Thanks. Experience. Thank you, Maggie. Um, Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. There goes Maggie Moss. Um, probably the best interview we've ever had. She's just awesome. You know what? I love that she is just a pull, no punches. This is my opinion. These are my thoughts. This is what I say. And this is what I do. And she backs it up. She backs it up. And, and, and she's absolutely right. We need to take responsibility for our own game. We need to be the stewards of our own game. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, um, you know, it's 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 and it's very tough because she she you know, she had somebody she went through her mom's death and and the Twitter battles and all this kind of stuff. It's nice to see someone like that win a grade one, have something to look forward to. Um, Apparently, and, I get to go now for when he wins another grade one. That's going to be amazing. I can't believe you're going. I have to I have to see what my travel looks like now on August first right. for the uh... Los Al's running. Delmar starts up. July Friday, July tenth. Oh, I have one more piece of news though. What do you got? Uh, Hit it a bomb was represented by his very first starter and his very first winner, and just so happened to be trained by Ryan. That is amazing. Ryan Hansen has really made a name for himself at this past <laughs> uh, meet. We are his biggest fans. In the past week. In the past week. I'm sorry. In the past, I, I I didn't mean week. I meant meet. To be honest with you, that was a misstep on my part. But congratulations oh, no, to Ryan Hansen like and his joke. owner Chris Dracos. 
uh, to Michelle Yu, to all of our fans out there, thank you for listening. Keep listening. We really appreciate it. Send us comments at uh, the Twitter, uh, at BKLRF, Not at Team Michelle Yu. That's, I like Just saying Twitter. the Twitter. I like saying no, the Twitter. No, Todd Shrupp says that. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm never saying it again because I'm not going to imitate You Todd made Shrupp. Spencer cry. I'm sorry, Spencer. Uh, thanks to everybody who helps with this show, TaylorMade Stallions, Travis White, uh, Santa Anita, Delmar. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're not going to do show next week. Uh, we are going. Oh, maybe we will. We have big races coming up. We should talk about them. We have uh, all the. the you, you know, I'm going to say one thing. There's two awesome races this weekend that I'm really looking forward to. Actually, three. Um, Midnight Bisu runs. Yeah. In oh, my God. That is like an absolute throw. To, I'll tell you what. The distaff division this year, they are like knocking heads over and over again. This is good. awesome. Yeah. And then right after that is the uh, the Clark, and you have two of, the, I think, the two best handicap horses in America right now. And someone will come on and say that I'm wrong. But by my standards and Tom's de Tot go mano y mano in that race. And I think that's going to be an absolute epic uh, battle. And then in New York, you have the uh, Just a Game, and you have the return of Uni, who I know is one of your favorite horses, Michelle. Um, and she takes on several other Chad Browns and a bunch of very good turf horses, including um, the uh, the filly of uh, Mark Cassie's and uh, and Gary Barber's. That's so good. That has kind of didn't well, run well. Got stormy. Got stormy. So you can tell that I don't use notes. Uh, I do all this off the top of my head. Thank you to my co-host, Michelle Yu, who always keeps me in line, even though she um, also makes fun of me constantly. So uh, everybody I listening. I love making fun of you. It's my favorite thing. It's really fun. And I'm as self-deprecating as they come if you knew me, but you don't. And if you want to, though, email me. You want to learn about horse racing? Billy at littleredfeather.com. We're looking for owners. We have plenty of great opportunities at Little Red Feather. They're not expensive. You can get in for 5%. Give us a call. Michelle, Billy, what do you have right now that everyone wants in on? We bought two Phillies, three Phillies at OBS. We sold out of one. We have two more Phillies at OBS uh, that we bought. Really nice Phillies. We have a Carpe Diem Philly with Pete Erton that is named Carpe Fortuna, uh, which means uh, luck, Fortuna. Her, she's by uh, her, her dam is uh, seeking luck. And then we have a Munnings Philly with Mark Glatt that he picked out. Uh, named Mendham Mill, which is the town that Munnings actually grew up in. So we have oh, those two. Mendham Mill. She sounds really good, doesn't she? Sounds like something like is Bobby Franco. Is that your first horse with Mark Glatt? That's our first horse with Mark Glatt. We've uh, known Mark for many, many years, and uh, he approached me uh, went right before the sale, and we were both going there, and we spoke, and he picked out a horse, and I had a bloodstock agent there, and we all loved the filly, and we ended up working together. So that's sometimes just being in the right place at the right time. Um, and then we have two, actually three cowbred Colts that are all with Phil D'Amato at Los Al getting ready for their Del Mar debuts. And they're all very nice too. So we have a ton of opportunities. Give me a call, shoot me an email and uh, we'll get you all the information. That was my little red feather commercial. I like it. Are you yeah. guys official sponsor? <laughs> we are the official sponsor of the first I'm actually on your website right now. And I just, I can peruse this for a really long time. It's a perusable website. Enjoy. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Michelle, you're the best. I will hopefully see you down at Del Mar very soon. And uh, let's hook up next week. Uh, good night. Bye. You're listening to The Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. 
Daddy Longlegs, Scat Daddy's only proven son at stud in North America. Crowned champion freshman sire in Chile, Daddy Longlegs has already sired three graded stakes winners from his first two crops of runners, including a champion two-year-old Colt. A talented runner himself who won multiple graded stakes on multiple surfaces, he's passing that versatility onto his progeny with stakes winners on dirt and turf. Daddy Longlegs, a tailor-made stallion. Call today to book.